Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, uh, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So we got to be exposed to the Word of God if we want to, to develop and grow our faith. And again, this broadcast is designed to ignite your faith on fire. Uh, last time we were talking about the Word of God and speaking faith-filled words, and we started off with a scripture over in 2 Corinthians 4.13. Uh, paraphrase, I believe, therefore I speak. Uh, we also believe, therefore we speak. So we're on a Word planet. Jesus is called the living Word of God, and we as Christians, as we start developing spiritually, we have to understand that death and life is in the power of our words. We have to be mindful to speak speak faith-filled positive words and use our words to build up and edify because uh, that's how God is. God's positive and he speaks positive. Uh, scripture says in Genesis, uh, the earth was void and without form and, and the spirit of the Lord uh, hovered over that uh, space and spoke and he spoke something into existence. And scripture says, as he is, so are we. And yes, through Adam and Eve, uh, through their transgression that uh, that diminished our spiritual ability, but through the last Adam, Jesus, he came to redeem and reconcile and restore us back to God. So now uh, we can use words to, to govern our lives and uh, we can speak good things or bad things. The Bible says in Matthew 12, 33, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasures or deposits of his heart out of his spirit brings forth evil things. And for you, by your words, you'll be justified by your words, you'll be condemned. So we want to speak faith-filled, positive words because, uh, again, this is a word planet. I was studying uh, the other day, and I was just, uh, Holy Spirit just downloading some stuff to me about the power words. Uh, uh, in, I, in Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11, the Scripture reads, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Verse 12. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. And again, God watches over his word to perform it. That's why we got to speak in line with the word of the kingdom, because that's what God watches over. And he's given his angels charge of us. And angels are covenant enforcing agents. Agents, They work to assist in the will of God coming to pass in our mouth. So they're waiting for words to be released out of our mouth, words of the kingdom of God, to help assist and bring that to pass. And also, there's some demonic angels, Satan's and his angels. They're waiting for you to speak death. Because, again, angels are here to assist in, in, in the will of God or the will of the devil to come to pass in our lives. So we have to be mindful what we're allowing to come out of our mouth. But God says he watches over his word to perform it. Actually, over in... Uh, Isaiah, if you just turn one page back, Isaiah, one book back, Isaiah 55, 11, 
he reveals to us, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. So God said when his word goes forth, it's going to accomplish, it's going to prosper. And I, I have an understanding that as he is, so are we. Jesus said the works that those who believe on me and the works that I do shall they do also in greater works. So Jesus gave us a revelation of the power of words. We understand that in Mark eleven twenty three, where he says, whatsoever things you say, if you don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things you say shall come to pass, you'll have what you say. And that's the revelation. A lot of Christians, they're going to church, but they're not getting revelation knowledge. They're not increasing in the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So they're going and having a good time, but they're not learning how to, to rule and reign in life like Jesus said we would. They're not experiencing that abundant life like Jesus said in John 10, 10, that he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And most of it has to do with our words. And we know over there in the book of James, he's talking about the tongue. It's one of the smallest members of the body, but it's the most deadliest. With it, we, we, we bless God, and with it, we, we can curse man. And then he says, that not ought be so. We should use our words to bless, to, to produce, to bring forth. And that's the revelation of, of speaking faith-filled positive words. You have to you know, speak to your situation the way God tells you to speak. He says in his word, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So we got to speak in line with God's word. And we got to, our minds have to be renewed to, 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 to just do that subconsciously. And again, that's only going to happen as you meditate on the word day and night. You're constantly pondering, thinking on his word and doing his word and speaking his word. It becomes second nature. It's like a child learning his name. He has to hear it all the time. Hence, the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, how can they believe unless they hear? How can they hear without a preacher? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith for the things of God, faith for the things of the kingdom, which Jesus says you repent and believe. It's going to come by you constantly hearing it. That child, when he comes home from the hospital, he's constantly hearing his new name, the name that he's been given. And by the time he's of age, less than a, what six months old, he understands what his name is. And when you say his name, you can do that to a to an animal as well. They understand their name because they've heard it over and over and over and over again. And just like us as new creations in Christ Jesus, we have to hear the word over and over and over and over and over again. Because God say he watches over his word to perform it. Angels, they assist in bringing God's word to pass in our life as we keep saying it over and releasing it out of our mouth. Again, God's words are spiritual seed. They produce and bring forth a spiritual, a natural, and a physical manifestation into our life. And we are called to speak faith-filled positive words. Just look at the life of Jesus. That's all he did. He, he just spoke. He didn't never say anything he didn't want to come to pass because he knew the power of words, and he valued his words. I'm just reminded of the little girl, Jairus' daughter, I believe, who was sick, that was dead. And Jesus said, no, no, she's not dead. She's just asleep. So he understood whatever he say, said was so. And we have to be mindful of that as believers, whatever we say is so. And uh, again, the sum total of our life is a result of decisions we make, things we allow to come out of our mouth. And just like Job, the scripture said, Job, he said, the thing I feared has come upon me. Again, he was saying something. He was always talking about what he feared and it came upon him. You got to 
you got to declare this. The Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. That's the word of God. That's what he says the redeemed of the Lord said so. And I said that the last time with David. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who came to defile the armies of the Lord? He said, I'm going to cut his head off. I'm going to slam. He used words. Words are really, in, in, as relates to spiritual armor and weaponry, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. Well, what do you use if you're in a, a Roman soldier dressed up in the, the Roman armory? It he has a sword. That sword is considered the word of God. You use a sword to fight with. Hence, the scriptures tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down the strongholds. We got to use the word of God to, to battle. He's given us spiritual armor and weaponry. And that word over in Romans is referred to as the sword of the spirit. It's also re referred to as the living word of God. Jesus is the living word of God. So you got to use that. Remember when Jesus was in the wilderness, he was led, it, led in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He didn't pick up a rock or a stick or anything. He used the word of God. He kept on saying, it is written. It is written. Well, he knew what was written. It was in his subconscious. It was in his spirit. So he just released it out of his mouth with his tongue, which is the sword of the spirit. And he defeated the enemy. And the scripture says, Angels came to minister to him. And remember what I said earlier? Angels are here to assist us, the children of God, and to, to bring the will of God to pass in our lives. So the angels came and ministered to him, meaning they came to help him in that battle against the devil. And same with us. We have angels. The Bible says he's given his angels charge of us, and they keep us in all our ways. Well, if you're angels, you never put them to work by using faith-filled positive words, words of the kingdom, they, that's all that's all they respond to. So you have to grow in that area, increase in that area, increase in the knowledge of the Lord's will. The scripture says in Colossians, be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And again, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So you got to know how to use the word of God to manifest heaven here on earth. You got to know how to use the God, word of God when you're praying. You got to pray the word of God. You can't just pray anything and hoping it stick because we read in Isaiah Again, I'm going to read it in Isaiah. I'm going to pick it up as, uh, in verse 8, 55-8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God says, I'm thinking way up here. You need to come up here to my thoughts if you want my revelation or, or to experience my promises. Verse 10, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, uh-oh, it comes down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the either. Verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. Oh, his word can go forth from your mouth as well. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what it pleases, and it shall prosper in the thing which I send it, or you send it. See, you got to get a revelation of that. I speak faith-filled words. God watches over his words to perform it. Angels are, are helping to assist uh, in the word of God to come to pass in my life. Remember with Daniel, uh, the, the angel Gabriel had to come and assist him as a result of prayer. And again, when you're praying, you got to learn. That's why I tell people it's 
You need to be in a good Bible-based church that's teaching you the word of God, the word of the kingdom. Then you can experience the abundant life that Christ Jesus said he came to give us. You got to learn how to talk. First thing God taught Abraham to do was talk. And Abraham is considered the father of faith. Scripture says that we're in Galatians, he's the father of us all. Well, God taught, taught him how to speak initially. He told him, your, your name is not Abram anymore. Remember, names mean things. Your name is not Abram anymore. It's Abraham, which means father of many nations. You start referring to yourself and letting everybody know your name is Abraham now. So every time he spoke the word Abraham, he was speaking father of many nations, father of many nations. And the scripture says in Galatians, if you be Christ, basically, if you're born again, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We're part of Abraham's seed because Jesus came through the lineage of Abraham. If we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then we're Abraham's seed. We're his offspring. He's our Godfather, so to speak. And, and the same promises that God gave to Abraham, we can lay hold to those by faith as well. And everything in the scripture, you have to lay hold by faith. And when I say that, just by believing and then speaking it and acting like it. You got to say, yeah, I don't know, we're having a baby. That's what him and Sarah said. Oh, they told everybody we're having a baby. Why? Because God says, my new name is Father of Many Nations. <laughs> and that's the way we have to be. And the scripture says this, God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. You have to know, faith doesn't make sense, and sense doesn't make faith. Scripture says we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by what God says, not by what's perceived by the senses, our see, touch, smell, and, and taste. It, and here, that's the senses, things perceived by the senses. We don't live by that. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father, out of the mouth of the Bible. The Bible is our, the owner's manual. It's our handbook. Yeah, so we have to study. Scripture says study to show yourself approved. Not just read, but study. Study means includes meditating. You got to meditate. He told Joshua, Joshua, this book of the law, which is referring to the word of God, shall not depart from you, but you shall meditate on it day and night and observe to do all that's written in it, and then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. God promised us success, but he said, Besides my word, you can do nothing. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Jesus is the living word of God. We got to stay connected to the word of God, which equates to Jesus. And we got to start speaking like the word of God. We got to speak in line, faith-filled positive words in our lives, over our children, over our community, over our finances, over our businesses, our marriages. We have to keep speaking what thus said the Lord, because that's what God watches over to perform his word. And again, we're on a word planet. Scripture says in 1 John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was God, was with God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus, the living word was made flesh and he dwelt among us. God wants his word to be made flesh in you. He wants you and his word to be one. So when, as you're doing life, you respond like God responds. And, and some people, oh, we're not God. No, we're children of God. And Jesus, the scripture says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. We're God's children. Jesus is our elder brother and our great high priest and our Lord and Savior. But he's God's beloved son. And when we get saved, born again, we're now redeemed and reconciled and restored to God. We're God's beloved children. Yeah, so now you see the... That's why we refer to ourselves in the body of Christ as brothers and sisters. Scripture says in Galatians, we're all one in Christ Jesus. Yeah, 
we're everybody. There's no Greek, no, there's no Gentile, no male or female. We're all one, which equates to we're part of the body of Christ, and which is the church, and Jesus is the head of that body, which is the church. And the church is not a building. It's God's people. Yeah, we're God's people. So we have to get understanding. And again, in all you're getting, the scripture says, get understanding. That's in Proverbs 4, 7. So we got to grow in the knowledge of God when we get born again. We got to, and I tell people all the time, the, one of the first things you want to grow in the knowledge of and start operating in is uh, Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Or to paraphrase, it's in the power of words that we release out of our mouths. And we got to start getting a revelation. Speak faith-filled words of God. Speak the word only. Speak in line with the word only. You don't got to go around quoting scripture, but speak in line with the word of God. I remember the woman uh, that son had died and the prophet came over uh, to, to deliver and set free and bring him back to life. And she went outside to do something outside of her house and everybody was asking her, how's things going? She spoke in line with the words of the kingdom. She just said, all is well. And with God, remember, all things are possible with God. So with him, all is well. As long as you stay connected to the true vine, to Jesus, to God, all is well. He says all things work together for the good. He didn't say it works together for the bad. It works for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my word. Yeah, you'll, you'll be a doer of my word. You'll do what I said in my word. You'll speak like this. You'll speak like me. Jesus also said those who continue, he says, those who continue in my word, those are my disciples indeed. If you've been my disciples, you'll continue in my word, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we have to continue to increase in the knowledge of God's word and grow and make it be a part of us. And here's another thing I tell people. You can't, you got to take God public. You can't be ashamed of the gospel. You got to be like Abraham and call things that be not as though they were. You got to say what God said, regardless of what the circumstance says. You got to say, because God's word is truth. And there's a difference between truth and facts. Truth is on another, truth is in the heavenlies. Jesus said, the words I speak are spirit and they are life and they are truth. So when we're speaking in line with God's word and his will, we're speaking the truth. We're not speaking what the fact says. We're not speaking circumstances. We're speaking with truth. And truth always supersedes or overrides the facts. So we're commanded to speak the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. And Jesus is the living word of God. He's the truth. We got to continue to speak the truth irregardless of what the circumstances said. And if you just go throughout the scriptures, the word of God is the truth. Look what the word of God it, it, it spoke some things or released some things that seemed foolish, but they came to pass. Jesus told, uh, well, the prophet told Naomi, go dip seven times in, in, in this dirty river. <laughs> and he said, the rivers over here are much cleaner. Well, again, God takes the foolish things. But he, he told him, he gave him a command, some instructions to do something. And he didn't want to do it. And his servant said, well, Lord, if he told you go do something, you know, spectacular, would you have done that? He said, well, I guess I would have. He said, well, go dip. It ain't going to hurt you. He went and dipped in that dirty water seven times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven times he came up clean as a whistle. It didn't make any sense. Remember, Jesus did some stuff. He put mud on people's eye. That didn't make any sense. So we got to realize and not be ashamed of the gospel. God will have us speak or do something that, that may, you know, to the senses the intellect, logic, seem foolish. But he says, no, that's fate with me. That's fate. Take this uh, staff, Moses, and throw it on the ground. 
it turned into a serpent. Take this staff and stick it in the ground. The, the, the seeds parted. The river, yeah, the seed parted. But uh, that's what God does. And we have to understand that God is a faith God. He doesn't have to use logic or intellect. Whatever he says is so. Scripture says in Hebrews 1, the whole world is upheld by the word of God. So we got to stay connected to the word of God. And in 1 Peter or 2 Peter, it says his word is considered to be seed. And it's called incorruptible seed. And we've been born again by the incorruptible seed by the word of God. So that's what got us born again. We got to stay connected to the incorruptible seed, which is Jesus. <laughs> he said it in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. And again, Jesus is considered the living word of God. We got to stay connected to the word of God. And again, God and his word are like wet and water. You can't separate them. You get God, you get his word. You get God, you get his will. People always say, well, I don't know what the will of God is. Well, it's in his word. That's why he says study to show yourself approved. Study. Spend time with me and fellowship with me through my word. I'll reveal the deep things to you. He says that over in Corinthians. And I tell people all the time, the revelation is not really much in the black. It's in the white but between all the black. That's where you'll get all the revelation at, the meat. And the word has meat and it's milk. And milk is for babies. At some point, you got to grow up and get on solid food. And that's where you're... Solid food means you're starting to have the mind of Christ. You think and act like Christ, like Jesus did. And you start to manifest that in your life as you go through your daily life. Because Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So you start not being ashamed of the gospel. You start speaking the word. You're speaking over your finances. You're speaking over those bills when they come. You're calling them paid. You're calling it debt be gone. He said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So you got to do that with your mouth, with your tongue, and stop agreeing with what the doctor said or what the bill collector said or what cousin Jojo and them said. No, you got to believe the gospel, the word of God. The, God. the gospel is the word of God. It's good news. Scripture says in Matthew 13, it's referred to as the word of the kingdom. Yeah, we're kingdom folks. We've tr been translated out of the kingdom of darkness. We're in the kingdom of light now. We're in the kingdom of his, the, the dear son of his love. We're in the kingdom of God, which is the kingdom from heaven. And again, on earth as is done in heaven. That's God's will. He wants earth to resemble heaven. That's why he tells us, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you allow on earth, I'll, heaven's got your back. So we have to uh, place a demand on the supply in heaven. And everything is already supplied in heaven. But God says, I'm going to give you my will through my word, and you can, you can speak it just like Jesus. Jesus spoke to them and told them, go down to the lake, and the first fish that pops out, he's going to have our tax money in it. And Jesus knew how to tap into heaven. Everything he did, he tapped into heaven, and that's God's desire for, for his people, those who are born again. And that's why I tell people, that's the difference from Christianity and religion. Religion keeps you in bondage. Christianity, the truth sets you free, and we're in the truth, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I speak to my gas tank when I'm filling it up. I speak to my wallet. I speak to my, my bank account. I, and, and again, I'm, I'm growing in the knowledge of God, and I know it sounds foolish, but the, that's the ways of the kingdom. We speak to things. We decree Things. The Bible says you shall decree a thing and then it shall be established. We we confess and in biblical confession is in a Greek word homologio means to say the same thing. We speak like God commands us to speak. That's the way our speech is. 
we, we, we speak faith-filled, positive words. We don't allow corrupt communication to proceed out of our mouth. And corrupt communication is not just a four-letter word. That's you, like the children of Israel, speaking all that negative stuff. And God then gave you the promises, and you speaking against it. Those are corrupt words. And, and actually, the scripture referred to that as they sinned in the wilderness. Well, they sinned because they had all that doubt and unbelief in their heart. And the Bible says, the word which they heard, emphasis on word which they hate, word heard, how does faith come? By hearing and hearing the word of God. It said, it did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. See, every time you hear the word of God, you got to mix it with faith. And the faith comes out of you. And it comes through the word of God, hearing and hearing and hearing. But in your spirit, that's the faith factory. Because when you get bored again, the scriptures say we've been given that same spirit of faith. Over in Romans uh, uh, 12, 3, he said he's given each of us the measure of faith. So we have some faith. We get it. But we, we can develop that faith. And as we develop it more and more, we start acting like Jesus, who is the sample son. Scripture said Jesus left us an example that we should follow. And I always, uh, uh, I'm, I, I like to judge trees. I like to see what type of fruit out of them. I'm like, okay, well, we're supposed to be like Jesus. So I have to study the life of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Because Scripture says, as he is, so are we. So I, I have to say, are, are, is the church, the body of Christ, are we acting like Jesus? Are we walking like Jesus? Are we talking like Jesus? Are we demonstrating the kingdom like Jesus did? And for the most part, it, it's No. It's no, but God's not pleased with that because he has an assignment for our lives. He has a purpose for us here on earth, and it's as it is in heaven. But we have to grow up. Scripture says, although you're an heir, you can't receive your inheritance because you're still acting like a child. You have to grow up unless a baby don't get in his, his inheritance to, till he, in the natural until a certain age. Well, same thing on the spiritual side. You can't walk into your full inheritance, your heritage, until you grow up, till you mature. And, God, and the Bible said God wants us to mature into the head, which is Christ Jesus. He, Jesus is the head of the body of Christ. He wants the rest of the body to grow up. And the body can't grow up if it's a shame of the gospel, if it's scared to take the gospel or Jesus public, or we want to hide out and just talk about God in the church service. God says, no, I'm going to deliberately plant the righteous among the wicked. I want you to go. He told them, go and make disciples. He didn't say, tell them, come to the church building. He said, go and let your light so shine. Yeah, so we got to go in those dark places and allow Christ in us the hope of glory to shine. And they're going to look at our tree. They're reading us. They're reading us. Uh, what happens when storms come to your community? Are you speaking to them or you just, you're giving power to the storm by saying, oh, that's a bad storm. It's going to mess up something. No, I'm, I'm speaking to the thing. You probably heard my testimony previous. I speak to them, to stuff. I call things that be not as they were. I call them like I want to see them. And again, I'm out of time, but I'm definitely not out of word or faith. And I want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. This broadcast has been a blessing to you. We ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, 
P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.